What's up, everybody? This is Fidel from How We Talk Podcast. What's going on, guys? I'm Izzy. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from How We Talk Podcast. Oh, right. Well. Cool. Yeah. I thought you were I, hitting no, me I up, just, dude. <laughs> Where you from, man? I was like, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. West Covina, dude. West Covina. Th- nah, let's not say that because that exists, huh? Yeah. It does exist. Great. West Covina? Yeah. Damn. 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 Oh, shot on the way home. <laughs> man. You know what? Never, never mind. Forget Secret that. Location. Edit that out. <laughs> just kidding. We don't edit. We don't edit anything on this we show. Nothing. But anyways, speaking of editing... This is uh, Rudy Guzman here we have today, That's my friend guys. Rudy. Why speaking of editing? Do I don't know. I just couldn't think of a good segue. You do editing? I couldn't think of a good segue. Well, it, it would have been fine if you didn't call me out on it. Speaking of pole dancing. <laughs> right? Uh, there was that one summer. <laughs> Rudy is my BFF. He is your yeah, BFF? Yeah, I think the kids, I looked it up, I Googled it, the kids are saying it's still BFF. <laughs> BFF. Yeah. Best friend forever. Right. And wow. we KIT. What's that? I said we KIT. Did you ever change? Oh, we do KIT. That's old school. <laughs> Did you ever change? Not not after the summer. Dang, dude. Yeah. Don't ever change. Don't ever change. <laughs> Dang. That's so since when? Said, oh, man. I don't know the year. Uh, 1999. No, not 99. No. No, no, no. When did you date that one girl? <laughs> So, we met we met uh, summer of 62 <laughs> summer. it's funny it's a funny story how we met we'll get to the year later we'll think about it right now but yeah. uh so rudy and i met from his ex-girlfriend his ex-girlfriend i went to high school with and we we're really good friends and then uh just kind of didn't work out the friendship but i gained a compadre right here you know he, he baptized my my son so uh, I'm gonna say long story short. If he wants to add anything else to it, <laughs> he might be a fifth now. <laughs> Is that how you remember it? <laughs> I remember. I remember we went to. Um, it was our first night that, or the first time that she said that she was gonna introduce me to to her friends, and I was really nervous. I'm like, oh man, we're going out to dinner. I, don't, I forget what, but we're going to Rocio's house, the yeah. apartments, right? And so we get there and we park and everything. I'm all, I'm all nervous. I'm like, you know, I don't know these guys or anything plus Covina high school i went to west Covina high school so not not like we were rivals but it is west versus neutral zone best (laughs) right exactly that's what we used to say right yeah well teach their own (laughs) (laughs) but um so yeah so we we got to the house and everything and and i i I was just kind of keeping to myself and and fidel and lily were there rasil was getting ready and i kind of just sat down and i don't remember how it came up but fidel said something about wrestling and i said oh did did you see the you know the pay-per-view or whatever and then yeah. he turned he's like oh you watch wrestling i go i go yeah and, and then after that like we couldn't stop talking about wrestling like we were just that whole night i think the whole, girls got a like, like fuck dude you guys shut the fuck up already <laughs> yeah. the <laughs> bromance began yeah. right there yeah it actually bromance. did it actually did begin right there <laughs> yeah it's that's like, right the wwe or mm-hmm. wwf was at it wwf time, yeah. at that time yeah, yeah they dropped the f oh yeah, yeah. That, that's when yeah this, the whole Stone Cold like that yeah. right was about the peak of Stone Cold the and the Rock, era. yeah that was yeah. good times, good times. But that's right, yeah. That so it was, um, it was definitely the the wrestling that brought us uh, closer together. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't shy about. There's a lot of people that are shy about being were were shy about being wrestling fans. I wasn't, dude. I man, I went to all kinds of shows whenever I get, got a chance to go. I'll go to all the shows. You know, whenever really? here, yeah, oh yeah, dude. The I, the furthest I've went, well. 
it's not even that far. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I went, I went to um, uh, Seattle, right, to watch WrestleMania over there, and and that was pretty cool that's for me. Even, that's further than what I've gone. Oh, really? Now I've only gone to Fresno. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we told we told the Fresno story. I heard. On here. I heard. <laughs> Remember when Brenda oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Porterville? Yeah, Porterville. That was Rudy. This is the Rudy guys. This is him. Oh. <laughs> I ordered the lemon drop. The lemon drop <laughs> <laughs> at Hick- Hicksville, USA. That's oh, right. Man. That's right. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> there's a lot of stories that we can oh, talk. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. We can chop it up for days, man. <laughs> lemon drop. <laughs> lemon drop. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, I wasn't shy about it. I, I would, you know, I wore it on my sleeves. Matter of fact, I bought a sweater and it said WWE on my sleeve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, I didn't, I didn't care. Yeah. I loved it, man. And, and you know, and just like it's funny because we, when the way we met was through WWE, right? It was through someone else, but we, what, what, what our common like what right. common our conversation yeah right. was WWE, but. Um, and, and the last, the the time that we kind of lost interest in the WWE was the same time at the same show. <laughs> we were there watching a Raw. Was Raw it Raw? Taping. Yeah, a taping of Raw. It was in LA, Staples Center, maybe. Yeah, it was yeah. Staples Center. Uh-huh. We're sitting way up high. Which are we got free cut. seat? We got we free did. seats. Alex hooked it up. Your cousin yeah. Alex hooked it up. Uh, shout out to Alex. He listens to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Alex was in between us, mm-hmm. him and his buddy, and for whatever reason. My my bro was way out there. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I didn't, I was so embarrassed that I was dozing off, dude, on the show, just falling asleep during a live taping of Raw. And I just I was like, damn. And then after the show, hey, what you think? Uh, it was good. It was good. It was good. You know, trying to play it off. And then finally, I was like, I can't lie to Rudy. I was like, dude, I fell asleep. And he's like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so either we were getting old. <laughs> Which is probably it was time, yeah. It oh, was it was time. just get, or or it was getting predictable. It was getting way too predictable. We just, I already knew what was going to happen. I knew the storyline, and we were there live. So you know, even though I mean, Raw is taped live, right? With the delay, thanks, Janet Jackson. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. At the same time, same show, man. We just kind of just lost interest in it. We stopped watching it. Cold turkey. Yeah. Try doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I started watching it again, dude. Yeah, I don't know if you are watching it right now, but I started again. Well, only since, because of since Vincent. I found out, yeah, since I found out that Vince is starting to watch it, so now I'm, I'm picking it back up. Yeah, so that, you know. Now I don't watch it like the whole. I don't want. I have to ask him what's going on, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. you know he's we we DVR it, so he's always watching it. You know because you know raw tapes pretty late, mm-hmm. so he's in bed already. But the he gets home from school and he starts watching it. You know the the, the taping of it, and uh. And I'll sit there for, with him for a little bit, but I, I got to do my thing too. I got to go to work. And, <laughs> and, um, and I have to ask him, hey, what's going on? He tells me everything. He's he geeked <laughs> out more than we are, dude, more than we were. Well, I'm sure when we were his age, we were just as Yeah, that's as right. Into yeah. It. Watching Saturdays, yeah. Saturday mornings. Saturday, yeah. And then, and or then, Saturday night main events yeah. every now and again on yep. Channel 4. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so that's the reason why I started watching it again. Yeah. I, I mean, know, the, the, I never got into wrestling. You never did. Mm-mm. I always thought it was fake. Well, or I always knew it was fake. You, you know, people that said it was fake, I just punch them in the face. Yeah. And you feel that? <laughs> yeah, you feel yeah. that? Because they feel it. Well, <laughs> yeah, man. My, um, you know, one of my good friends from high school. He's he's a he's a professional wrestler. He's in and you know, um, he was big time into wrestling, and he, I mean, he lived his dreams. Um, shout out to Jr. and 
aka Rocky Romero. That's right, Rocky um, Romero. And um, and he would he would tell us, man, those those slaps across the chest, man. He would come back and it would, there would his chest would be like beat red. Yeah. And you know all the shots that they take, all the hard work that they put in, they are big time athletes, man. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they yeah, maybe it's choreographed or or it's predetermined, but. You know, you tried doing a backflip off the top of a uh, right. I think that's know, steel cage. I think that's stuff. what I meant by fake the whole predetermined and and the stage. Yeah, that, that's definitely but predetermined. The f- yeah. Physicalness of it, physicalities are very real. Oh, it's real. Very, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Real. Mm-hmm. very real. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's more real than a lot of sports out there. I think you know, like as far as the physicality of it, sure. these guys they put their body through a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Year in, I mean, day in, day out. You know, now I think their schedules, like they, they've been talking about, it, it's a little bit less than it was before back, like the right. Stone Cold and The Rock. But um, The Undertaker? The Undertaker. Oh, yeah, man, that guy's so beat up, and he's still he's still going to wrestle again. Yeah, he only Now he's only down to one show a year, maybe yeah. two, and uh-huh. that's about it. But, I mean, he earned it. I mean, he's done over, what, 20-some-odd years yeah. in, in wrestling? Yep. Uh, and, yeah, they, they put their bodies through hell, man. Yeah. Yeah. More power to them. Yep. Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan. This this <laughs> this podcast turned into a WWE podcast. That I re- remember. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate mm. Warrior. Oh, we can go on and on. The yeah. Rock. The Rock. I'm like kind of like The Rock. Yeah. I'm like the pebble right now. <laughs> I'll get there soon. You're you're the Rock's arm. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> right. But uh, I'll say though, um, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's so cool that. That we've been able to maintain that 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 friendship, you know, mm-hmm. for such a long time, and it's hard, you know, like not a lot of people get to do that, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's I think um, asking him to be my compadre, you know, like that made us even closer. Not that we were, you know, we weren't close anyways before that, you know. You guys met through his his ex, ex his ex girlfriend was your friend, which was my friend since like junior high. Are you guys still friends? We're still friends, yeah. Yeah, but not. No, no, she's out of the equation. She gone. Already. She gone. She gone. Wow. That's but that's a, a whole nother podcast. Yeah, that's a crazy <laughs> turnaround, though. I mean, you yeah. got a best friend out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, it just that's unfortunate. But yeah, that's it. it you know, I don't have any best friends. <laughs> oh, that sucks. But I mean, I'm your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Notice I said I'm your friend. Yeah, your yeah I know. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but anyways, if you do want to, if there's a silver lining, that's what it is. Yeah. Best friend forever. BFF. That's good. Thanks. I should have ended the podcast like that. <laughs> no teardrop. I mean, for as long as I've known you, he's always been there. Yeah. He's always been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But like I said, uh, stories for days, man. We We've been, we've like... <laughs> The lemon drop one in, in Porterville, that's just one of many, man. Like, we can go <laughs> WWE, uh, WWE, Vegas. Ba- oh, don't. Dude. <laughs> Vegas. The, Vegas. Can, you know how they say, like, Vegas, <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? No, it don't. It doesn't. It, <laughs> does it, but does it, is it the same for podcasts? Like, airwaves? Uh, no. We I, can. We can ve- there's can we so take? many great Vegas stories that I wouldn't want to keep them from anybody. It was, yeah. it, it, it was, it, Vegas for me was always fun but then when fidel came into it it was a whole different level and the one thing about fidel that that's hilarious man no matter where where we go fidel knows somebody (laughs) doesn't matter what state we're in it doesn't matter where we're at somebody he knew in somewhere high school something he's like oh 
you know, he'll come up to us and he's like, oh, I, I ran into so-and-so and, and da 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 And I'm like, dude, we're like... <laughs> Yeah. We're in yeah. Porterville. Yeah, we're in Porterville. <laughs> <laughs> but he he will always run into somebody and it's and I always thought that, that was that that's a sign of a good a good person. Yeah. yeah. You know oh, that thank you. you know yeah. that that you you know that someone A recognizes mm-hmm. you and says what's up, you know, and, and, and gives you, you know, a hand to to say what's up. Yeah. I mean that that means you were you, you were a good guy throughout the you know, you growing up and yeah. all that stuff that they they, mem- they knew your name. Yeah. Right. And I, and that's totally a good thing. I, I think that's a good thing. I, I was dating somebody recently, and and that was a complaint. Like everywhere we go, you know somebody. Yeah. How is that a bad? How is that thing? a bad thing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I uh, a lot of times like there's some people that don't want to be seen, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I see them, and I saw you that you saw me, and I'm gonna make it. <laughs> hey, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna let you know. Like, hey, I saw you, dude. Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm, cause I, you know, to me, it's like it was a friendship, and even though it was like we we don't talk anymore, it's cool, man. It's a little, you know, surreal that you can bump into somebody that you know, and you know, all these hundreds of people that are around you, and like when we go to Vegas and just walking down there and like, oh, hey, what's up? It doesn't, it's, and it, we're not like stopping exchanging phone numbers, and right? Talking mm-hmm. for twenty minutes, it's just a quick hi, how you doing? A shake, hey, man, catch you later. Hopefully, we run into you. Yeah. Boom, and that's it. Yeah, but it's just that acknowledgement, you know, and it is because I mean, I played. I did a lot of sport, a lot of uh, soccer. Mm-hmm. We played in La Puente, and then we traveled, you know, different cities, and and you get to know a lot of people, especially when you play for so many years, and you're there at the park all day long. Right. I mean, you you know, you you grow attached to some of these people, you know, and and never goes away. A lot of them were a lot of people that I have bumped into are from, like soccer, and then some of them, you know, school, work, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, when um, since working for the auto club, and um, I got transferred to the Glendora office and well, even when I worked in the Upland office, a lot of people from West Covina kind of just kind of filtered kind of out that way, ranch or whatever. But since working for the auto club and I worked in Glendora and, and the Laverne or the Laverne office, I helped out every now and again, I'd run into a few, a few people from high school and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I said, Hey, you know, what's going on, man? I haven't seen you in a while. Oh yeah. Man, how's it going? Yeah. And you know, we'll catch up for like five minutes and, you know, but I make sure that if, if it's somebody I, I remember, I, you know, give them, you know, what's going on. Just on Sunday, you you know, we were at uh, hanging out at shout out Edna V's over here in downtown Covina. <laughs> yeah. We were uh, having some uh, brunch or whatever there um, and uh, or lunch, whatever it was. And you ran into somebody. Yeah. And it was uh, someone from the auto club. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it just yeah. like you said, uh, you mentioned earlier, Rocio almost. She's mm-hmm. the same way. Rocio, everybody knows Rocio. Yeah. You know, and she, more than me, she's Miss West Co- or Miss Covina. Yeah. You know, like everybody well, knows her. Because <laughs> she made everybody's coffee for like how many, everybody Oh, we're at, uh, at the Albertsons. <laughs> at the Albertsons. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she knows everybody. Her and her mom, yeah, they know I everybody. Bet. Yeah. Well, I think um, to get back to the Vegas stories, you can't get away from those ones, man. They're, they're, <laughs> they're hilarious. Those yeah. The stories are are too good to keep. Yeah. In Vegas. You never heard any of them, huh? Mm-mm. Oh, man. Where, where do we begin? I, you know what, though? My uncle says this. <clears throat> I have stories to be sold, not told. Uh, <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Well. No, but I mean, if you guys want to tell stories, I, um, well, I got Vegas stories, too. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah? No, but, oh, yeah. I think, uh, I think we... Well, we, I think maybe you should start off by saying that when we went to Vegas, we'd go to Vegas, what, two or three times a year? For sure, uh, two times a year. Yeah, my birthday or Paul's birthday. So we would go two times a year, and and when we when we go over there, uh, 
we were able to splurge a mm-hmm. little bit more than, than than normal because we'd go and hang out at uh, Ruben's house. Yeah, shout out to Ruben Delgado. Yeah, Ruben in Vegas. Pre uh, Vincent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 When Vincent, I think it's been eight years since we've gone to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. Vegas trip. Vegas trip is overdue. No, yeah. we'll get there one day. I actually, I got a baby on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Ruben. Ruben, he made Vegas like a blast. Yeah, yeah. So you guys didn't have to pay for a room or anything. No, well, yeah, stay he, we would stay with him, and we'd hook him up with drinks. Well, we try to hook him up with drinks. I got <laughs> right? always hooked us up with drinks. You know, he knew every, you know, all the all the good spots over there in Vegas because when you live out there, you know, you're yeah. you know, it's your backyard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'd go to hang out all these spots and just drink them up. And we knew all the all the good spars, all the good bars, the bartenders. I would mm-hmm. hook it up. So you're going buying a drink for what fifteen bucks or whatever it is, and you know you, it's worth the fifteen bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. like a eighty percent alcohol, twenty percent <laughs> or or, or ninety ten, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And I think what what was was interesting was the first time that I took Fidel, and I not that I warned him about Ruben because Ruben's a great guy. He's like you know you know I said, but I partied with them before, and 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 he can. He can hold his own. And, and I knew Fidel, like, you know, he can drink too. And I, I said, hey, you know, just, um, you know, and you know that when we go out, we're going to have, we're going to have a few drinks. And so when he met Ruben, they're all talking, laughing, everything. <clears throat> he's like, well, you know, we're going to go out. We're going to have some drinks, you know, but, you know, I hope you can keep up. And he's like, oh, I could keep up. You know, <laughs> I could keep up. And, and, and Ruben's like, and Ruben's a little shorter than us. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's like, like, look at me. I can, I can handle this. He's a, he's a, he's a healthy, fit dude. But, yeah. But he's shorter, you know. Yeah. And so, um, so we go out to Carnival Court, uh, in 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 Vegas. Yeah. And um, and he's like, all right, Fidel. He's like, I'm I'm gonna match you drink for drink, okay? So you you keep up with me. He's yeah. like, and and Fidel's laughing at him. He's like, dude, I I've been drinking since I was 13. You know, I, <laughs> I got this. And so, um. So they're pounding, and I'm, I'm drinking my Malibu rum and, and pineapple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lemon drop. Yeah. <laughs> lemon drop. <laughs> I didn't get oh, – no, yeah. I graduated from a lemon drop to, <laughs> to that, I guess. Because I'm not much of a drinker. I don't, I don't like beer very much. And, and I, yeah. you know, when, I, when I do have something, it's, it's probably like a fruitier drink or whatever that masks the alcohol. So when I was drinking Captain and Coke or was yeah, it? Yeah, it was Captain Coke. Captain and Coke. And, and, they, and again, it's like this much Captain, that much Coke. Yeah. And so, you know, they're drinking and they're drinking and they're drinking. And um, Fidel, when he drinks, his eyes get smaller. <laughs> so, yeah. so I knew that, that Fidel's getting more and more lit as his eyes get smaller and smaller. So we go, I'm like, Hey man, let's, let's go, let's go to the restroom, you know, and, and get some water, wash our face, whatever. And he's like, yeah, okay. So we go out of carnival court and we go to Harrah's and, and here's me and Fidel walking like this, <laughs> walking like that, <laughs> you know, we're, we're holding on to each other to get to the, to the restroom yeah. and trying to, you know, drain out some of the alcohol or whatever. Yeah. Make some room. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then we get back to bake, we get back to the carnival court and then there's Ruben holding Two more drinks for for us, yeah. And uh, it amazes me how how much Ruben can can tolerate. And I don't oh, know yeah. if maybe he told his friends like hook them up, and I only want a coke. He might have. He might have because <laughs> we were. I mean, we were. I mean, well, he, I have to speak for Fidel because Fidel drank more than I did. But yeah. 
but you know, my eight to his like sixteen or something like well, that. Well, yeah. easy. <laughs> <laughs> steps, 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 steps to the bar, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Steps that's what it was. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. I'm taller, so I take longer <laughs> strides. Yeah. Um, but but we were shit faced. Like we were like gone, and and Ruben's like, okay, let's go. I'm like, fuck, you know, if if I'm drunk, how the hell is Ruben gonna get us home? Yeah. That's right, he drove us home. He drove us home. And, and again, it's stupid us for, for driving with somebody that's intoxicated. But again, he could have been. Right. He could have been, you know, oh, 10% alcohol, 90% soda. Right. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to tell the story the way that he was, he was wasted, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he drove us home. But as he was driving home, Fidel's like, uh, I'm hungry, guys. I'm hungry. He's like complaining that he's yeah. hungry because we hadn't eaten anything. No, you got And then plus you, when you drink, you got to go eat, right? You yeah. have to eat afterwards. Right. Get all, you know. And and we hadn't eaten anything since like, gosh, maybe like four o'clock. And then yeah. we, we all, you know, my brother takes forever to get ready, get ironing. Oh, that's the day you ironed all of our shirts. Oh, too. yeah. The <laughs> pro ironer over here. Dude. You know, hey, he, those creases aren't going to make the themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, we take off, we go and, and so we're, we hadn't eaten anything. So now we're coming back and the only thing open at like three o'clock in the morning was Jack in a box. So we go into Jack in a box and we, we order food and we get back to Ruben's house. We're all in the living room eating and Fidel's on the floor and he has his burger on his chest yeah. and, <laughs> and, and then I see him and he's asleep <laughs> and then I'll, I'll hear, I hear, I hear somebody kind of wake up and he's like, Guys, man, I'm hungry, guys. How come we're not getting anything to eat, you know? Let's let's get something to eat. I'm like, Fidel, there's a burger on your chest, bro. <laughs> and he's like, and he looks down, and he's like, oh, all right, all right. And he takes a bite, and then he, he kind of nods back down and goes and goes back to sleep. And then he he wakes up like five minutes later. Guys, dude, can we get something to eat, please? I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm like, Fidel, there's a burger on your chest, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. And so, and then he eats it, and then finally the third time he's about to say it, and then Ruben and Paul and, and my were like, "Fidel, there's a burger on your chest," and he's like, "Oh, okay, 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 okay." And he gets up and he and he gets up and he stands up and he starts eating with his fries and everything, and then then we knock out. I, I sobered up, by the way, with that food. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, because I don't drink very much, I I. I probably went in excess and, and I, and I, the lights went off and I lay down and the room starts spinning. So I know what happens when you get the spins. Well, when I get the spins, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. So I crawl to the restroom and I, and I throw up, you know, I'm, I'm praying to the porcelain God and, uh, <laughs> and then I go back and lay down and then the room spinning again. I'm trying to force myself not to focus on the spinning, but it just doesn't work. So I go back and I throw up. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get up anymore. I'm going to, if I'm going to throw up, I'm just going to stay right here. Yeah. So I, I, I'm sitting, I'm laying over or sitting over the bowl. I mean, this guy is holding the bowl. Just like, <laughs> he's got his head almost on the, on the seat, you know, just, you know, laying there. <laughs> yeah. And so I pass out. I, I pass out. I, I really don't, don't know anything at that. At what, what happened after I threw up and then I finally fell asleep or, or passed out. <clears throat> and then again, I don't know what's happening come the morning time. Yeah. Cause I'm still passed out and Fidel can take over at that point. Cause well, when, after he woke up in the morning, I, 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 I told Rudy, Hey man, 
You should probably take <laughs> a shower. <laughs> yeah, you do. And then he's like, what? I'm like, you should probably just be the first one in the shower. He's like, why? And then that's when everything started coming to me, right? Because I told you I sobered up with that food. And I was like, all right. Well, I went to the restroom. And I, had to, I just had to make some room, right? <laughs> had to drain it out. And I'm like, Rudy, you got to do that. I need to use the restroom. You got to move. He wasn't moving, and I kept moving him out of the way. He just wasn't moving. I'm like, all right, brother. I go, and I even told him, I'm like, you ever had golden showers? <laughs> was it moving? I'm like, fuck it, dude. And then I just peed right over him, you know, fuck it. <laughs> you know, not everything stays on the pole, right? <laughs> golden Especially sprinkles. when you're half drunk. So I don't know where, what I hit, but I knew he was in, in, in uh, shooting range, so to speak. <laughs> So yeah. I told him, bro, you go take a shower and yeah. brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, oh. and I'm like, I thought I had a dream about rain. <laughs> <laughs> it was raining in my oh, dream. <laughs> that that probably should have stayed in me. Yeah. yeah, sorry, man. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, it had to happen. <laughs> so, needless to say, I took a shower. I took the first shower and, and uh, jumped in. But we have we have some great, great Vegas stories. Um, for my for Pearl's birthday, we took we took my friend. Oh, Pearl! Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Pearl Castro. She's uh, like a sister from another Mister. Um, we took her for her birthday, and uh, this was the first time her meeting. Ruben and she was she thought she was all big and bad just like I, everybody I else. warned her too and I was like yeah don't you know don't let the little guy fool you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um and so I like that because we flew this time we flew yeah we yeah. flew 45 so, 40 45 minute flight you yeah know, nice. easy so, peasy and what was great about that at the airport we are my my brother Fidel and I are just quoting line after line of pulp fiction pulp fiction <laughs> we're quoting like, we might have done the whole movie <laughs> by the time we got to <laughs> vegas yeah. so we had a, we had a we had that little um moment and then we um by the way that's our favorite movie yeah pulp fiction, pulp yeah. fiction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great little photoshop however many years ago oh that's right maybe oh, we could I put it up yeah. oh you see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um and then we we went to vegas and uh we got there and <laughs> Same thing. Pearl got all ready, and she wanted she wanted to go to a strip club, and, and yeah. we we took her. And well, first you know, Ruben, we, we do the Ruben routine, which was we go pregame, mm-hmm. we go to Carnival Court, hang out there, and then oh, I didn't even tell your OG story, but oh, we can get <laughs> damn OGs. Hey, you know, I didn't know they closed down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw it. I saw we'll, it. We'll get back to that OG story. Um, and then uh, hundred dollar investment, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the best tip she ever got that night. Um, and so we took her to OG. And I'm sorry, not OGs. Well, yes, that was there. Yeah. But first we went to Carnival Court. And then and then Ruben had the same thing. You know, you keep up with me. You know, I'll keep buying you drinks if you keep up with me. She's like, I got this. You know, yeah. and Pearl's tall. Like, she's a tall girl. And, and, and so she's drinking and drinking and drinking. And she's wasted. Now, I was driving, so I didn't, I didn't drink that much. I, only, I drank maybe one an hour in between waters. Yeah. Cause I was driving everybody cause I knew mm-hmm. everybody was going to be lit. So we go to, no, we went to cherries or we didn't go to, we didn't go to OGs. We no, went to we were, a, yeah. It was cherries. Yeah. And so we went to a strip club and then, uh, she, she's wasted. And then first thing Ruben finds the bar and he gives, he gives her the drink and she, she, she takes one sip and she's like, Oh, and she just throws up in her mouth. Yeah. 
And the very first restroom she runs is the stripper restroom where the strippers are. Yeah. <laughs> so she was so embarrassed. She's like, I can't throw up in front of the stripper. So she swallowed it. <laughs> oh. And she goes into the stall oh. and then she throws up again. Yeah. And then <laughs> she, she felt so embarrassed because she was in there with all the strippers and everything. And so she comes out. She's like, guys, I, I just I just threw up. Can you just, just give me the keys and, and I'll go inside. And Ruben's like, hey, what's going on, Pearl? Here's, here's another drink. And yeah. she's like, no, 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 I, I can't do it. He's like, but we got to get you a dance. We got, you know, you got to do something. She's like, no, 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 I can't, I can't. So she took my keys and, and she, she went in and um, we came out and the sun was yeah, it was like, was you, remember, up. you remember that movie Varsity <laughs> Blues? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was just like that Varsity Blues. We came out and we're like, whoa, what, where did this come from? You know, the sun came from. And we we were there all night. Yeah. You know? and, uh, um, a strip club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never been in a strip club. Next story. Oh, no. <laughs> never have, huh? <laughs> no. but, yeah, right. we, right. we, uh, we, we closed it down that night. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. we knocked what, on what the door. What happened to Pearl? Well, she so, was in the car. Oh, and she, she, she was in out? the fetal fetal <laughs> position. Yeah, dude, she was bad. <laughs> and we knock on the window, and she she gets up, and she lets us in, and 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 then Ruben's like, "Hey, I'm hungry. Who wants something to eat?" <laughs> and and Pearl's like, "No, no, no." And, and we're like, "No, you'll be okay." And Ruben talk, talks her into it. Yeah, you'll feel better after you eat. Believe me, you'll feel better. So we go to Terribles for right. for yeah. breakfast, and I think it was like like a four ninety nine breakfast, which yeah, had like, like steak and eggs, steak and eggs, yeah. yeah. And so she go. We get there. We sit down. We order. And then she's like, "I, I gotta go to the restroom." She goes to the restroom, uh, throws up or whatever. And then the food gets there when she gets back. So she gets there. She sits there and she smells the food and she's like, "Oh, I can't take it." She bolts and just oh. goes and just throws up the rest of. It. And then here we are, just eating. Away. <laughs> it's Vegas. <laughs> and so, and uh, neither she she's gonna remember that Vegas trip. For the rest yeah, she's still. Yeah, we 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 still give a shit every time we see her every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. But I, you know, it was cool because it was this was the time that I was able to just kind of hang back and watch it happen. Yeah, you know? watch watch Ruben at his work. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. yeah, I've been I've been to Vegas a handful of times. I know the last time I've been was years back, but it was actually a sober trip for, oh, yeah. for yeah and it was really different yeah it was really different uh i did a lot of shopping <laughs> got a lot of shopping done <laughs> caesar's really weird my brother shops when he goes to vegas yeah yeah but yeah i'm sure it's a, i mean well because i've been to vegas have i gone back and i got shit faced <laughs> i don't remember the last time i went they were not not got shit faced because uh. i went i went there for um my sister-in-law's birthday, her 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And that's the bad, yeah, that's the thing is I pregame too hard. Mm. So it was like, I, I think 10 a.m. And I'm like, all right, let's get started. Let's get the day started. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I, I pregamed it all day. And by the time we got to the club, it was like, I was like 10 p.m. And I'm already out, dude. <laughs> and the, bar, you know, the, the bouncer's like, you guys got to get out of here. <laughs> so we had to leave that. We had to leave early. Um, Lily wasn't too happy about that. So. <laughs> but, but yeah, dude. But it wasn't it wasn't anything like that OGs. No. That that almost they, that, got kicked that, out of OGs yeah, because dude, I, of that, your... that night I was uh I threw up right in the club. Yeah. I just kinda put my my arms over here in my head like this and then uh and uh I just threw up right there, right down there and then these guys they saw and they were like, All right, everybody get up, move about three so- three uh seats to the left to the right or to the left or whatever. Right. And we just moved like nothing happened and left that <laughs> left it on and that the floor. was in the, luckily it was in the corner. It was in the yeah, corner. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so we get, we get there and, and, 
and uh, I told Fidel, hey, I got I got you a dance. I, I got you a dance, and I, I got a, a a girl for him, and I paid her, and she gave him a dance and everything, and then she got up, and I I was walking towards them, and um and she was putting something in her in her purse. I said, Fidel, what what did you do? And, and you know, blah, 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 blah. I tipped her, <laughs> <laughs> and so. I'm like, I paid her already. I paid her already. And I stopped her. I said, hey, why why are you taking money? I paid you for it. He's like, oh, no, no. He just tipped me. He just tipped me. And I go, I'm like, all right, whatever. And I didn't think anything of it. And then we you know, finish out the night. We get home. And uh, Fidel wakes up. And he's, he's, he's looking everywhere. And I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? He's like, Dude, I lost $100. <laughs> I'm like, you lost $100? He's like, yeah, it's not anywhere in my pocket. And I just had a $100 bill. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you tipped the stripper a hundred dollars. He's like, I did what? <laughs> I said, yeah, bro. You, you, you told me you gave her, she said she gave you, you gave her a tip and you gave her a tip of a hundred dollars. And he's like, Oh, I must've man. Cause I don't have, I, it's nowhere in my pocket. And I just had a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. I checked everywhere. I even checked his car, uh, Ruben's car. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, look everywhere. Couldn't find it. So she, that was a, that was a very, expensive tip or she well to pay for books something. yeah i know dude right? man yeah, i don't, Tuition even, was I don't paid remember for the dance that sucks <laughs> <laughs> it could have been the worst dance i've ever had it probably was it probably was she probably just sat on your lap she was probably and like, like this guy's drunk right. he's passed out <laughs> he doesn't know any better yeah give me that hundred that's right so never again did i go to vegas and go to a strip club moral of the story <laughs> moral right. of the story <laughs> Don't try to yeah, dude, we had Ruben. some we had some yeah, good times. That's, a, that's, a, that's oh, the moral yeah. of the story. That is the moral of the story. <laughs> Don't out drink Ruben. No, I wonder if he's still drinking like fish, man. Does he still drink like fish? You know, I, just like you, I haven't been out there to to party in a in a long time. I yeah. think the last time I went was with Paul, Yvonne, and, and Manuel and Ruben, but yeah. it it wasn't anything like crazy. Yeah, like we just went. I just think got, we saw a band and and just kept it really low key. Yeah, so. Hope he's doing good. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Ruben. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I was going to ask you about the West Covina High School. Mm-hmm. I've noticed all these years that you've stayed really close to a lot of your friends from West Covina, mm-hmm. and I think I remember correctly you said that you were voted school spirit. Yeah, most in the spirited. Yearbook? Yeah, most spirited. Or most spirited. Yeah. So, tell me what a little bit. That? That's like the. The dude that always wore his Letterman jacket. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No shit. No shit. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. In, in the in the middle of summer, yeah. <laughs> always wore it. Uh, always wore. It. Yeah, yeah. Just the one that was always like, hell yeah, West Covina Bulldogs. You know. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. All about it. Tell me your experience in uh, your your high school years. Uh, well, I guess growing up, I was I was uh, kind of a knucklehead. Really, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really take school seriously. Um, growing up but when i entered west covina i freshman year i didn't really know or what direction i was going in you know i was uh, hanging around with a bunch of you know random people didn't you know good you know there there are some some people are good friends still to this day i still talk to but i didn't have any any direction and then my freshman year i got into the choir i sang in uh, junior high at, at at edgewood um, and I carried that over cause I thought it was going to be an easy class. Like mm-hmm. it was in junior high an easy a, right. You know, kind of keep up the GPA cause yeah. I probably wasn't going to go to class very often. And so <clears throat> I met my music director, um, uh, Mr. Richard Kinsler, who 
uh, who's passed away. So big shout out to him. Um, he, I don't know. He saw something in me and I don't know what, you know, but he, he, he was able, he's able to, to find something out in, in everybody and get that out of them. And he, he was a, a major influence in my life. And, and a lot of us that had really no direction uh, at a time that we didn't feel that we can talk to, to our parents, mm-hmm. you know, we couldn't go to them. We're rebelling or whatever the case may right. be, or our parents wouldn't understand. And he did. He, he understood us. He knew, he knew how to talk to us. He knew how to, how to break it down so that we can understand what our parents were trying to say. Yeah. You know, he was speaking for the parents, but yet in a way that we connected. Um, so I got really involved into mu- in music. I, I played sports, you know, I, I right. you know, I was into, you know, baseball, football or whatever, but I never took it seriously. I never really wanted to do anything with it. You know, I tried out for the football team and when they told me I had to wake up at be at school at seven in the morning <laughs> during the summer, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather sleep. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I really got involved in, in show choir, you know, my sophomore year I, I joined and, 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 um, my, my really good friend, um, you know, song, I met him, I met him there and, uh, he, he, I really do think of, of like these people as my family. Yeah. You know, they, I shared blood, sweat and tears with these guys and, um, and girls and, uh, and song is like a, a brother to me. He really is. He, he will, he'd be the, him and his family, his wife, big shout out to them both, uh, Heidi and song will give their shirt off their backs if, if you needed it. Yeah. You know, great people, mm-hmm. no questions asked. You need something. We're there for you. And, and I, and I feel, I hope that I can do the same thing for them because they're, they're, they're just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah. they, um, they will stop anything to go help, help me anytime. And I did the same for them. Yeah. <clears throat> and since then, you know, it was because we, we, we shared that we weren't like, like a normal, like uh, class, like it wasn't like football season. It's just a season that you're there. We were with, all of us were together from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, mm-hmm. you know, every class period saturday rehearsals monday rehearsals we was this from like freshman year all the way to senior year? junior year to senior oh, year. junior to i'm senior. sorry sophomore year to, to okay. senior year um so i that's when i got involved and 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 i was there and we were there and i would stay there even after school and hang out there and, and help mr k do things and we had a little student store mm-hmm. in that to help fund the show choir, yeah. we, we sold candy and soda out of a, out of his office. Mm-hmm. So we had to stock it. We'd have to go to, you know, do candy soda runs at Sam's Club and yeah. Costco and stuff. So I would stay there, and I would I would literally be at school from eight thirty to maybe nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Damn. So with all that time frame that we spend together, you know, I I developed this this bond with them. What, what the other guys and the other girls and you know and and since then i've I've tried to keep that relationship with all of them because we went through a lot together you yeah know? you know we we won we won championships you know and, and performances and got on tour together yeah um you know some of us slept together and right on you know 
um, good, both, <laughs> both good and bad, okay. you know. Uh, but you know, we 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 like I said, we ate and slept, you know, the group, yeah. And and we um, we were all a part of something bigger than us, and it was a lot of fun to be a part of that. Yeah, met some great people, wonderful people, nice, mm-hmm. and um, you know, very blessed to have been in their in their lives and them there in my life. You know, I, I met. Um, and what's what's cool about it too is people from pra- past years, mm-hmm. you know, would come back and I, and I get to talk to them and talk, you know the time that they were there. And or before before uh, like they weren't even going in high school with you; they're older than you. Right, they right. Had already graduated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Alumni, alumni, alumni. Yeah, and um, and it, we had this connection, and we can we can identify with each other, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know though, and I looked up to those groups so much. I'm a, I'm a big history buff. I, I love history. Um, I, I really like it and I, and I kind of thought of, of my, my music group as, as that too. You know, there was a, hi- there's a history before I came and there's a history after I left, Yeah. you know, and I stayed, I stayed after I stayed on after four years after I graduated, I came back and helped out every Monday night and do set building sets, doing lighting, wow. um, you know, just helping out my music director. Cause he, he did so much for us. Yeah. So I wanted to make his life easier and song and I would go back and help him do stuff. Now we're going to college too, but we still made time to help him with his performances and stuff like that. And, and we were very fortunate because we, we stayed on for so long to keep, and we did so much work that he would, he took us on tour with him. So we went wow. to Utah, we went to San Francisco, Vegas to help do the set setup. Yeah. So, um, that was, that was a really great honor for us to be there to help him out and to do that. But yeah. And, and we're talking about the seventies that, the music group started with when he came to West Covina and, and oh, okay. came together, but I can still talk to them and those people from the seventies and we are, we're still connected. We have that same type of, of connection with, with Mr. K and, and what we did and what they went through. I went through the same thing and, and, you know, um, they, you know, I, you know, I can ask them how, you know, how did you guys do this? What was this? I can go to them, yeah. you know, from the seventies, eighties, nineties. And, um, and they they were more than welcome. No, like there were so no. This is what we did. This is how we overcame this. Yeah, and, you know. And and it was it was a great brother and sisterhood. Yeah, that was real cool. You can you can you can feel and and hear the the emotion you know in your voice like just how much it meant to you you know mm-hmm. like he was a really special guy, Mr. K. You know, mm-hmm. and um you know like you said he he must have affected hundreds of kids. Yeah, you know, it just and, and influenced hundreds of kids mm-hmm. throughout his his uh, tenure at, at West Covina High School. Was that the only school that he taught at? He taught at Edgewood High School, then it, okay. and then it merged to West Covina High School yeah. when the two high schools merged, right. and he and he went to West Covina. So um, he he touched, you know, I mean, he he helped generations of students too. Yeah. Like you know, right. hit, you know, parents of of students came back and they right. they went in there and you know, I think the, he had like one student was three generations. You know, he helped a grand, you know, from whatever but mm-hmm. um but yeah you know i mean he he did you know he he helped guide so many maybe they didn't stay in music but they did something else but because of something that he taught it stayed with them yeah you know to this day again i work for the auto club you know and i'm a manager i manage a branch but to this day there's so many things that he taught me in that classroom that i use in my day-to-day life wow and there's so many of us that say the same thing yeah and, um, you know, the way that he, the way that he taught us, he prepared us to deal with the real world before college did. Yeah. 
and and you know because there's a chance that some of us weren't going to go to college mm -hmm. but we need to learn how to deal with different personalities yeah. different races different ideas different mm -hmm. uh different things that you're going to have to deal with in the real world and he made us deal with it in that classroom and it was it was uh it was really eye-opening yeah. and it's something that again stays with me to this day wow you know it seems like like uh like there's not too many of those teachers around nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's what it seems like from when you hear. You know, there's not too many kids that are, I think are growing up with that same, those same fundamentals as, as a teacher like that from back, an old school teacher like that. But then you know, but then we talk to Artie Casas, and he sounds kind of like yeah. similar to what you're saying. I mean, he's he's really involved with these kids. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? He he really cares about it. Right. And he's not there just for the paycheck kind mm -hmm. of thing. You know what I mean? He cares. So, I mean, I mean, that was just me thinking that there wasn't too many uh, teachers like that out there. But I'm sure there are. They're just I think I think it takes a far a, and in between. I think it takes a special person. It, ta it really does. And it does. And and it doesn't matter um, like if you're a teacher like he would be there from he would be there from 830 a.m. to 10 p.m. Mm hmm. Monday through Friday, and then Saturday is the same thing. He really did pour his heart and soul into every year, yeah. every student and every group. And it doesn't just have to go for teachers. I mean, different, you know, Artie, whatever, you know, he's into, he's pouring his heart and soul into it and, it, and it can be seen by his students or by his, you know, whatever it is. I have managers that I, that mentored me mm -hmm. that um, I looked up to because of the blood sweat and tears that they put in and, and i really admire them and i want to be i want to emulate them because of how well that that they've how successful they've been with the auto club yeah i want to i want to learn from them because they're doing something right right and and i i've picked up so much um from from managers that i i really look up to and even bad managers, mm -hmm. you, you, you pick up things from them too. You know, you, sometimes you learn the most from managers that you don't really see eye to eye, 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 to eye with. Yeah. And, and that's, the, that's something that Mr. K taught us. You know, you're, you're going to run into people that you're not going to get along with and you're yeah. not going to see eye to eye with. You always got to take something good out of it. You got to learn from it. If it, even if it's something that that's something that you wouldn't do if you were in that, in that situation or, or, you know, in that position. Yeah. So. Wow. Did do you have a? Did you go to school with any siblings? Do you have siblings? Um, so I have an older brother, uh, blood brother, you know, and then I have four step brothers. Mm. And I did go to my um, step brother Christian. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's like well, because you have Andreas, and then yeah. Did you only go to school with Andreas? On yes, only with Andreas. Oh no, well Sandra too. My you were oldest, in school. Sister, in, yeah. You were in school. I was Sandra? a freshman when she was a senior. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. I went to school with. I was the one that was able to go to school with both of them, and then Andres went to school with Vanessa too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for yeah. I think a year or two, maybe maybe mm -hmm. a year. Yeah. And then uh, you also went to school with my aunt, I believe. Yeah, Delilah. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah see, that's the thing yeah. too. The, Delilah, she um she was a part of the group, and oh, yeah, and yeah. that's what connected us. And it's it's really weird, man. I mean, um, we have, um. You know, we have the, it's just a small world. We just have this connection. Yeah, yeah. What a trip! It's a trip. Hey, um, now you mentioned that you um, 
You have four stepbrothers. Mm-hmm. And you went to school with one of them? Yeah. Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, how, let's start off with how was your experience? Because your parents are divorced. Stepbrother. Step right. Right. Um, I think back then, uh, I never asked you what, at what age were, did your parents get divorced? Um, I was probably in like the second grade. Second grade. So you're like, uh, nine. Yeah. Yeah. About that. Nine years old. Yeah. My dad, um, my dad and mom didn't, uh, my just weren't, things weren't working. You know? Yeah. We don't have to get too much into like the why. I mean, everybody has their own reasons, you know? No, I mean, I'm just, Uh, uh, it just, they, it just, they, they finally, yeah, and my yeah. dad would tell you it's because of the Raider, a Raiders playoff game. A, <laughs> that's what happened. A Raiders playoff game. A Ra- that's what caused the divorce. <laughs> Fucking Raiders, man. My mom gave him like a last chance and they were supposed to go out to dinner. Yeah. And um, and my dad decided to stay out with um, with my cousin's dad mm-hmm. at a bar yeah. to watch the game. And he came back like wasted and she was pissed. Yeah. And she's like, that's it. Last straw. You're out. And that's what happened. Wow. Raiders can never <laughs> never catch a break, man. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. Cause a divorce. Yeah. No, but I mean, there's more to it. But Of course. That was I'm the, sure that he's was making, the he makes light of it when he says that. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so what I was going to ask you was, um, what I was getting to was, back then, it was um, more of a, I think divorces were... Um, a minority, mm-hmm. right? So people were getting married more and staying together more than they were getting divorced. At one point, maybe I think it was in the late nineties where I think there was a report on it where divorce rate was actually beat the marriage rate 51. Now it could have been because less people getting married, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but whatever the case may be. But back then it was, it was uh, not to say taboo, but it just was a little unheard of where Maybe the kid, there's less kids that were in like in a classroom, less kids that were in divorced homes than there were in in, in married homes. Mm. What did you experience any different any difference in that? Like when you were a kid growing up, the adjustment wise. You know, I I I don't think I was ever like teased about being mm-hmm. you know um, from a divorced family mm-hmm. because basically what happened was my when my parents divorced, my dad had moved out and then my my mom worked two jobs. Mm-hmm. She worked for the Department of Water and Power and then she also worked for um uh Oli's uh hardware store. Okay. And and then Was that like a chain? Yeah, it was like oh. a something yeah. Or was was it Oli's? I don't know. But she worked for like a hardware store. Mm-hmm. And um and my dad would come and get us every other weekend, my brother and I, and then um because my mom wasn't able to really um, have things organized in the house or whatever, um, my dad felt that my brother and I were getting to an age where that we needed a man in the house. Mm-hmm. Needed to teach us to be a man. Yeah, she couldn't do that, so he made an agreement with her and said, "You know, I'm gonna move in and I'm gonna take over because you know you you have two jobs. You can't handle the boys and the boys." Right now are at their age that they need a man. Yeah. So they agreed and my mom moved out and my dad moved in, which was a big like 
culture shock for my brother and I because my mom was really laid back and and she kind of let us get away with everything because she was asleep for most of the time because yeah. she was watching us. Um, she was working two jobs, and my grandfather would watch us until she got home from her second job. And so my dad took over that first weekend. He had had us out mowing the lawn, washing the car, cleaning the house, manning like, you guys up. Yeah, like yeah. making us do chores and everything. And hell, I'm nine years. Like, what can a nine year old do? Yeah. So my brother had to do a lot of the the big things. And I was, I, I feel like I was probably more of a nuisance than I was a help. Mm-hmm. And, um, so growing up, he had to do a lot of stuff until I became, um, older. Um, but what happened was, um, shortly after my dad moved in, my dad started dating and, and then he ended up, um, meeting and staying with my, my current stepmom. And my stepmom had, had four boys from a pre- from a previous marriage too. Mm-hmm. So I I got <coughs> to know them and, and and be a part of the family and everything and then when my brother graduated high school he um he decided to move with my mom and my dad said, "Well, we're going since you were you were the only reason why we were really staying since I was at a young age, I was I didn't really have a say. My brother, he respected my brother asking to stay until he graduated high school. And so we moved to West Covina. Yeah. And then uh moved into West Covina to my stepmom's house and and there was four boys and and my dad and my stepmom living under one roof. And uh one of uh the oldest stepbrother which is Nacho, he he was in the military, so he was only home every now and again. He wasn't home very long. He was in Kansas, stationed in Kansas. Uh, my brother, the second oldest stepbrother was Leo, and he was back and forth from New York where where their dad lived. Um, he was back and forth, and then Carlos and Christian. Christian and I always got along really well, I mean, because yeah. we were so close in age. You know, he was only three years older than me, and um, so we, we I, I kind of gravitated to him more, and, and he, you know, he and I got along, and... Um, we got into like the most mischief together, I guess you can say. Yeah. And then, uh, so I didn't, I, I can't say that I ever really felt, you know, ostracized or anything like that for having divorced parents because yeah. it seemed really seamless to me cause I was just a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when, when I moved to West Covina, you know, my brothers really made me feel kind of somewhat at home, mm-hmm. you know, or welcomed, I should say. Yeah. And, um, but just like anybody with brothers, you know, and you're going to get into arguments, you're going to get into fights. You're Rough gonna, house, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, there's some great stories about that, you know, things that we did and, uh, were really memorable, but, um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't really notice a difference cause I was, I felt like I was too, too young <coughs> to really, to really notice. Yeah. But I mean, the, sh- the time between my dad remarrying and the time that he was divorced, it felt like it was short. You know, it didn't seem like it was that long. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was a part of a, a nuclear family, you know, really quickly. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It could have been year that from what I can remember. Yeah. But I didn't feel any different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just, um, the only reason why I asked was that I just, it seems like more kids nowadays just kind of, it's easier for them to adapt to something like that now. You know, mm-hmm. like, 
I don't know, just uh, like you said, it, maybe it's more seamless. Um, I don't know, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, I guess yeah. it would depend on the age that it yeah. happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure probably even Paul, it was a, a lot harder. I think actually it was a lot harder on my brother than it was me because I was at a younger age. And mm-hmm. and I think my brother took it. I don't think he'll tell you, you know, but I think he took it the hardest. You think so? Yeah. And I think that's what caused a lot of, um, and it's, again, just my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of animosity that he built up towards my mom or my dad and, and, he, and I don't think my brother's very good at, at being able to, he keeps a lot of things in. Doesn't so express I, himself. Yeah. Right. And until, until it just blows up, like he's yeah. a ticking time bomb sometimes, yeah. you know, where I'm, I'm more, I wear it on my sleeves. Yeah. more like my dad. Yeah. I wear it on my sleeves. Yeah. And I have a lot you, of emotion. Yeah. I watch you. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been with you when we watch games. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But, yeah. Um, this has me just thinking about like my situation with Levi. Yeah. You know, he was, he was a baby when, when we split, you know, so he doesn't know mommy and daddy together, you Mm -hmm. know? So in, in my head, it's like all, all I really want is for us to just be civil for him. Mm -hmm. Right. And just to just let him know, beyond all costs that he is loved no matter what mm-hmm. you know because i always think about stuff like how is he going to grow up um what is he going to be like what is he going to think about what is he going to remember what is he going to ask yeah. mm-hmm. you know and it's a trip because when i when i go down these rabbit holes of thinking about that i, I have dreams i have dreams of 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 me like interacting with him as a teenager mm-hmm it's really weird yeah it's really weird and we just have conversations in my dreams and stuff hmm. but, i think uh, i think it's better uh, my opinion i think it, it is better when the your the parents are divorced and both parents still show the child love as opposed to parents that stay together for the kids right and then make each other's lives miserable yeah you right. know that there's all this tension in the house and you know, why am I, why do I stay? There's all these arguments. There's yeah. all these, you know, I, I went growing up, you know, I had friends that their parents, you can, you can feel the tension when you walk in, they just ignore each other and, mm-hmm. and you know, just, you know, and they mm-hmm. stay together for the kids until yeah. finally they grad, you know, they graduated and whatever, and they get divorced and you know what happened. I'm like, Oh, we just stay together for the kids. Yeah. That's it's terrible. never for the kids. No, no. It's, it's worse on the kids. Yeah. And these, and these, these people that stay in the relationships abusive verbally, physically, um, you know, and they, they say, well, it's better that they have two parents than just one parent. Well, no, because you're, you're creating a cycle mm-hmm. that that child is going to a think that it's okay. Yeah. That that's how you treat it's your, normal. Right. And it's not normal. No. And it shouldn't be normal. No, it shouldn't be normal. And, and, and they, you're, 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 and these kids are ignorant, yeah. you know, these, these, these parents are ignorant. Let me rephrase that and the, to think that it's better to have two parents, regardless of the situation that the, the child is in than separating. And I think you're in a better situation with Levi than, than the other, than the other way, you know? Right. And I think he's going to appreciate that more, uh, when he becomes a, a, a young adult and, and growing up the fact that he doesn't see his parents cursing at each other and throwing right. crap at each other and, and just, you know, and I, I saw that when I was a kid. I yeah. saw my, 
you know, my mom throw things at my dad and my dad, you know, yelling and screaming and, and at each other, you know, and, and that was, you know, my brother and I sitting in a hallway crying, you know, yeah. and, and it's better that he doesn't see that. He sees that you're civil with, with your, mm-hmm. you know, with your baby mama and stuff. And, and I, and I, and I wish the best for, for any child that that's in that circumstance that just seeing a glimpse of that, it really does, um, it leaves such a lasting memory. Yeah. And, and, and you can take it two ways. Mm-hmm. Either you take it and you understand that that's not how you treat somebody or you're, you do the exact same thing to mm-hmm. that. You're that you just saw. Right. Right. And you hope that it's, it's the other way that that's not how it's going to be, but more, <coughs> more times than none than they take Excuse it. Me. That this is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is about like my son but he's he's a bit different than like I see like uh like Jacob's boys or my sister's kids that are in a in a household with the mo- mom and dad. Levi's very uh no not that they're not well-mannered cuz I think they're very well-mannered. They got good good manners. They're raised, you know, properly and everything, but for being in this uh co-parenting as they call it, kind of a, a household with with his mom and I, he's very well-mannered and and you know he's a good good kid yeah. i get compliments all the time on him you know and it's i'm like okay well that that just lets me know that both of us are doing something right at least yeah you know even though we're not doing it together right we're, we're doing something right yeah you know he doesn't he doesn't play mommy he doesn't play daddy he doesn't do that you know he doesn't play those cards you yeah know? not yet good <laughs> hopefully it stays that way you know but no but it's like you said like you guys were saying you know when you keep it like that and, you, and you're cordial and you're doing it for the child you're gonna raise it you know that's how you're gonna raise a good kid like that you know and when you and you you when the parents are bickering and they're they're divorced and they're always hating on each other and throwing dirt on each other it's just not yeah. that's when you start making the kid choose sides you know you know what i mean yeah that's and, that's that would be my one complaint is that uh we are very cordial with each other yeah it's when other people other parties get involved that, that <laughs> okay that attitude change yeah but just the two of us we, we could chat we could talk we every year on his birthday we go to dinner mm-hmm. the three of us yeah you know but you know all those other people around you uh it shouldn't matter right because it's for one you know i think that you know so (laughs) i mean you get you know you you might have to sit down and talk you know and and be both on agreement that it just that shouldn't matter those people have people gonna have a what's that saying say i'm gonna butcher it i know i haven't butchered it in a while time but get your shots ready guys uh (laughs) it's uh uh it's like uh jesus christ like Superstar? People have oh, asses and butts and opinions. I have never heard that <laughs> ever. Everybody has one. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Well, I understand what you're trying okay. to say. I don't know the saying that you're trying to get yeah. to, but I understand. Opinions are like 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 butts. Is that what it is? Opinions are like butts. Everybody has one. Something like that, right? That's good though. Yeah. yeah. I'd say okay. <laughs> Someone's taking some shots. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. it, whatever. I've never yeah. heard of that. But I think I think too that um, you know it being in, in a in a family that was divided, you know, or divorced, I should say, 
um, <laughs> I did pin my parents against each other a lot of the time as, a, as, as a growing up. And, um, that's very good that you and your and Heather, right. Mm-hmm. Have a really good cordial relationship with one another because my mom on purpose would piss off my dad. Mm. If you had them in the same room longer than five minutes, voices were going to be raised mm. because my mom loved pushing his buttons. Mm. She just, I don't know what it was. She just loved doing it. Yeah. At least that's what it seemed like. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it, they would argue over my brother's birthday. Like, <laughs> like, you know, my dad said 73 and my mom's like, no, it's 72. And then they just went, Oh, you know, like, and it's 72 by the way, but, <laughs> but they, they just, you know, it, just, just say, you know, just to say, you know, okay, well, if that's what you think, just leave it alone. But they, she wouldn't leave it alone. She kept on digging and digging. digging and digging. And, you know, it could be just all the stuff that, that she put him through that she wants to give it right back. You know? uh, it more that he put her through. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, uh, I think it's great that, that you guys are able to be, um, on the same page with a lot of things that, you know, I'm pretty sure you run things by her and she runs things by you that re- require school and, and right. all that stuff that, yeah. you know, well, it, it, uh-huh. it just, it, it just, um, just a different way of life that yeah. if, if, if your, your mom is happy and your dad is happy and they're happy away from each other, yeah. it makes yeah. a, it makes a better child than, totally happy. than, than, being miserable together and right. having having yeah. the child see how miserable you are together. That yeah, right. I I love seeing my mom happy, and I love being, seeing my dad happy. Yeah. And I knew that the only way that that was going to happen is if they were apart. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's that's our main concern is that Levi's happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's fed. He's got a roof over his head. He's well taken care of. Yeah. Right now. That's it. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, on um, on another note. Did you know? And I was in, the, and we talked about this earlier. But did you know that this month, September, there's an awareness. You know how they have like awareness. Mm-hmm. And I think September has quite a few, or a few. It's got a few. It's got a few. Um, one of the ones that we talked about was uh, the suicide awareness month. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to ask Reberty because I know that you have someone close and close to you that committed something like this right this mm-hmm. act um how would this topic is touchy all right it's it's a sensitive topic um so you're not going to get any good things or or bad things but well i should say i want what i want to do by this by talking about this is i want people to take something away from this mm-hmm. now we've talked about depression in this show Many times. Suicide has a connection to that. It has to. Okay? Um, and we've already seen it with many celebrities. And that's all the stuff that we that we see on the news and everything that's covered. But the stuff is that there's a lot more personal things that are involved that, that no one really gets to hear. You know, for example, like you, Rudy. With, with your brother. I mean, I don't know if you mind speaking on it but i know that you have you're a little closer to that topic where you can elaborate a little bit more as to your experience with it um yeah uh i did i my my brother who i was closest to out of all my stepbrothers was christian Mm 
and about you know um five years ago now yeah um took his own life and um and it was hard uh it was hard because it seemed so surreal um christian had always been um kind of the the gold standard in the house you know he was in my opinion you know the the favorite out of everybody you know he he was a good student he was always you know everybody you know kind of he was a good guy yeah. he really was i mean christian was 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 a great guy and um and he was a great father he 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 loved his kids and um he did everything he he could for them and um and it was really uh really sad to see that the decision that he made had had made him made him think that this was going to be the best decision that he can make for them and Mm -hmm. that's that's sad yeah and um what hurt me the most was um we were playing softball together with him right like you know and this was really neat because it was uh him and his son playing with us and we were playing we had just finished the game that Sunday and he said, you know, he's like, Hey, I'm going to go on this ride. Uh, cause he was, he, and, um, and then I'll be back. I won't, I'll miss next Sunday, but you know, Donovan will be here to, to, to play. And, um, and I just talked to him, you know, and, and, and then that Friday got the news that he, he passed away. And, um, and I remember hearing the news and my, when my dad called me, he was crying and I thought my grandmother passed away to be honest, you know, the way that he was Mm -hmm. because my grandmother's 93 years old and and my grandfather had just passed, um, before that. So I, you know, normally older couples, when one goes, the other one's not far behind. Right. And she's still kicking. Good for her. Uh, Yeah. Um, but my dad called me and he was, I could, I couldn't, understand what he was saying like i couldn't make it out and he and then he he fumbled the words and i i just barely made it out and i just remember falling to one knee like i like somebody just punched me in the stomach yeah. and and i couldn't believe it because i just saw him i just saw him just four days ago yeah you know four or five days ago and um and come to find out the circumstances and, and, you know, everything was really at the time was very vague in terms, in terms of what happened. Um, but he, he decided that the best decision that he could make was to take his own life. And I, and to, uh, I think I told Fidel, I, I, I don't, no matter what could have been done, I think we would have supported him to help him get through it, that he didn't have to take his life. We, right. would, have, we would have been there to to help him. We we all loved him so much that, you know, we, we were going to support him and be there for him. And, and uh, we all know that we're, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall down. We're going to, you know, we're going to stumble. But the best character is getting back up and dusting yourself off and getting ready for the next round. Yeah. And, uh, we all would have been beside him 
regardless of the wrong he did or whatever the cause that, that made him make that decision, I feel that we would have, we would have been behind him. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just one person that is behind you, it's not worth doing what you do, you know, that act, right? you know? And that's not, that's the message that I want to get, kind of get across from here is anybody that's out there listening or watching this, you need to know, you need to understand that that act, in my opinion, is very selfish because there's a lot of people out there and you, at that time, you may not think that you're appreciated, that you're uh, thought of, that, you know, but, but you have to understand that you are and you and, and there is even if it's just one person out there you're going to affect that one person's life trust me you will not just i mean it could be more than one it's mm-hmm. most most of the time it's more than one but you are going to affect that person's life so i mean think twice you know get help there's help out there there's hotlines especially right now uh there there it's the awareness month mm-hmm. suicide hotlines out there I thought I wrote it down here. I didn't. We're gonna, we'll post it. We'll up. post it up. Um, get help. Reach out to somebody. There, there's people out there that are willing to listen. You know, if it, if it's something that you're embarrassed about, trust me, there's nothing more embarrassing than than taking your life away. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I mean, reach out. You know. You had you had mentioned about uh, depression uh, tying into to suicide. Uh, depression is a disease. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you're not, I've had, I've had friends, I've quite a few friends and blows me away that have taken their life and it's, uh, the cause was depression, you know, and it, it's, uh, you're not clear minded, level headed for any reason. You know, so so, what what did you say that that it that it was doing that act? Selfish, selfish, selfish. selfish. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they would see it that way. You right. know what I mean? At that point, at that at, point, at that state of mind that they're in, obviously, yeah, they probably don't. Right. So what we need to do is we need to find the how how do we express it to you know to people out there that that. That an act like that, okay, I think it's selfish, right? Now, you may not think the same thing. You may not think the same thing because due to the experiences that you've gone through or, you're, or you've gone through, right? So where do we get to that point where we can help or assist that person? And I know that it's, it's, tough, it's tough to do because, because uh, if that person isn't seeking out the help, then how is they going to get it, right? So do we have to be more vigilant? Do we have to go out there and touch people a little bit more than we do and not, not just kind of brace through people, mm-hmm. reach out, give more phone calls? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I don't, I don't contact as many people that I probably should be, mm-hmm. you know? And Yeah, and you're, and you're talking about people that you know. Right. Imagine people that you're just passing on th- throughout the day, you're just passing by. Right. Always throw a smile, man. Always say good morning. You know, sh- chivalry amongst humanity. Yeah. Keep that alive. Open a door for a lady when she's walking through. Right. Hold open a door for the guy that's coming in the store late. You know. You know what I mean. Stuff yeah. like that. I think that um, 
you guys have, have done a really good job in the podcast since starting this and just making people aware that, you know, some people are, are in their darkest hour at one point or, or another in their life that, yeah. that, you know, and I think you said it on one of your podcasts that there's somebody awake somewhere in the web that you can just say, I don't think I can do tomorrow. Mm. You know, I don't think I can make it through tomorrow. And if you just put it out there, there's somebody that's going to hopefully read that and say, you know, you can do it. You know, you're, you're stronger than, than you really think, you know, this, this too shall pass. You know, we're, we're going to get, you're going to get through this. You're going to learn from it. You're going to get stronger from it. You're going to, you're going to be a better person because of it. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta go through it. You know, this is just a one dark time in your life that you're going to get, you're going to get past and I'm going to be here to make sure you, you get through there. Right. And hopefully that's, that's what somebody says, you know, that, you know, that really wants to make sure that there's a lifeline out there. Yeah. Even it's just to to vent, just to talk, you know, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't think we really take advantage of that ability to just, um, talk to each other. Some, you know, when, when, when we feel at our, at our darkest that we just want to be alone in a corner Yeah, and we need to take, we need to be, we need to allow ourselves to show how vulnerable we really are. You know, we're all, we're not made out of iron right. and we need to be, you know, ready to speak up and say, I need help. I need help. Yeah. Somebody help me some way. Even it's just to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't want to bring the show down. Or no, 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 no. I'm just, I, it's, I, I think it's great that we're covering it, especially this month, you know? Yeah. And like you said, we'll definitely put links and numbers out there for you guys. Um, but yeah, man, try to, try to smile. Yeah. Smile. Even if it's a forced smile, just smile. <laughs> try to get back to that moment that where you remember you were happy and get back to that moment and start thinking about that. Those kind of things, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Just well, a, it's, it's, it's funny cause I just got back from a conference, but you know, we kind of talk about, um, customer service, mm-hmm. you know, you got, you got being in customer service that, you know, I may have been taking 10 phone calls for the same problem over and over and over again. But every time I get on the phone, this is the first time that that person's telling you about their problem. Right. So make sure that you treat them as if it's the first time you're hearing the problem. Right. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? Because you may have heard that same problem 10 times, but this is the first time that they've had a chance to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, we just got to remember that. And then, you know, I, I've been guilty of it, you know, uh, being in customer service for so long that I just, yeah. I'm, I've gotten numb sometimes. Um, but I think, uh, in my current position, I've had this renewal of, um, of understanding that um, this is their first time that they're going to tell me about their problem. And I got to do everything I can to make it right. Yeah. You know, and I got to show them that I'm going to, I'm going to work hard to fix that problem. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, we just got to remember that, that, you know, we, we just got to be the better, us, the best of us that we can when we're working with people or talking mm-hmm. to people. So, yeah. I'm about to start calling early in the morning. <laughs> Try to be the first one to call. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm up at four. <laughs> there you go. You're up before they are. <laughs> it's 24 seven, sir. Oh, that's right. <laughs> call centers. The auto club. The auto club. The auto club. So we're going to try to wrap this show up. I know it's been pretty long. Um, you're probably tired. You're ready to go. <laughs> you haven't taken a break yet. So uh, why don't you leave us with, with a little bit of, uh, I don't know, some thoughts, you know, something you could think of right now that would kind of make sense in the, in this uh, podcast, maybe your, your future, some of the goals that you have personally. Um, I think that I, I, I don't really, I, I don't know. I try, I don't. And the only reason why I ask uh-huh. is because I care about you, right? Like I do BFFs. with BFFs. Like I do with you, with all the guests that we have here, you know, you, you kind of get attached. You know, you're, you, you, you sat with them for an hour. That's more than you normally do with anybody else right nowadays. It's all text messages yeah. and quick selfies. And I feel that if you say it out and you put it out there in the universe, mm-hmm you make it come into to fruition. Yeah. Okay. And that's the only reason why I ask about people's, what are your futures? What are your goals? That's the only reason why I was, I want you to say it out loud and, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, you know what? I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I totally agree that I, I've now been thinking more like, you know, I, I need to put it out in the universe. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, it'll come back to you one way or another. It'll come back to you. Yeah. Uh, my goals, I think that um, in the next um, three to five years is try to make my way back to West Covina. Um, that's my ultimate goal. Well, back to the SGV. Yeah. One, you know, area. Um, and um, to be successful in, in my in my new venture as, as a manager, I want to be successful. I want to lead my team. I want to make my team successful. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I am very competitive. I want to yeah. be, yeah. I want to be, you know, the top or one of the top, right. you know, uh, every, every year you got to grow. So, mm-hmm. um, I want to be successful in, in my new venture because I, I want, I really want to prove the people that doubted me wrong. Yeah. You know, that's the key that I, I really want those, those people that, that didn't think I can do it or I wasn't right for the for the position i want mm-hmm. to prove them wrong that I, I do have what it takes yeah. I, I i am going to be successful yeah. i'm going to be successful regardless if you think so or not and that's my that's my goal that's my that's my future and and um i really in you know i really i have a, a wonderful partner um you know shout out to sarah and uh she you know she makes me feel appreciated she makes me feel um you know, special. And I want to keep doing that too. That's my, that's my goal too. I want to make sure that, that I, I can, I can make her happy. I can provide for her. I can provide yeah. for us and we can do things. And, and I want to have that ability to keep doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I wish you the best brother. Thanks man. Yeah, Thanks again fun. for doing the show, man. A lot of great content, good stories. No, you guys keep on doing what you're doing, man. I, I love your shows. And I think I told you guys the last time 
when I hear you guys, I want to, I want to talk, I'm talking to the screen because <laughs> I watch you guys and, and yeah. I hear you guys talking. I want to chime in and, I'm, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I think it's, it's amazing. And, and you guys are, are doing your, your dream and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Thanks, I, I, I really, I really am. You guys keep doing it. Thank you. You guys are, are living your dreams and I think it's wonderful. It's very wonderful. Nice. Definitely. Appreciate Thank it, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing everything too, man. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. It's a wrap, Go ahead. Man. Close this bitch up. Remember, click, share, and subscribe, guys. Thanks. Did you just wink and then the gun? Did you, is that what you did? <laughs> yeah. I learned, that, I learned that in 89. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot, man. See click the subscribe guys. button.